Hello everyone, this is Fernando and this is Be Unique, the podcast for Embryo Creations. And today we have a special guest named Jared, who is an epic artist, by the way. It's actually pretty nice today, um, instead of it being like rainy, like it's been a couple couple of days and uh, snowy. Oh, for sure. Oh my gosh. I was enjoying the sun. It was a little bit chilly, but I was enjoying the sun today. I was like, oh my gosh, it's a beautiful day. Hey, I'm glad I was working inside today. <laughs> well, other than, I mean, it's it was warm, but... I just, I was still a little, you know. So how about you tell me about how you started in music? Uh, it, I started about, let's say, like five years okay. ago. And um, I was I was at my cousin's house. And I'd never picked up a stringed instrument. I tried snare drums in school and um, trumpet. But I was over at his house. And he was in a little band called the Shock Puppets. And he had a bass and the bass player wasn't there, so he he asked me if I wanted to just mess around with the bass and play with them. So he was he was trying to show me uh he was showing me the first intro notes to Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, and we were going from there. Wow! So that was the first. I mean, it didn't sound great on my end, you know, but that was the first time I picked it up, and I just kind of went from there with it. Nice. What was it like in the beginning when you started to write your first song? First song, uh, I I'm about to release my first song Ooh. that I wrote. Yeah, I went back and re redid the whole entire thing because it's it's whenever I first started like writing, mm-hmm. I only had a uh, an iPad. I think it was a two thousand. I don't know what exact kind of iPad it was, but it was from two thousand twelve, yeah. and I had GarageBand on there, so I would mess around with GarageBand uh. and do all the online instruments, you know. So and I wrote and that's where. It, where I started with it and uh you know just would make these horrible recordings mm-hmm. and I found I found the first song I wrote which was it's it's called Nobody and I kind of liked it so I I'm I'm reiterating mm-hmm. it and making it different but you know same concept So what's a nobody about? Nobody it was it was it was in a time whenever I had nobody and my parents had just gotten divorced um i still you know didn't have a girlfriend you know that was the big middle school thing you know i didn't have anybody and i was just depressed and alone and i wrote that song and that's what i kind of do with my music a lot of the times i try to cheer myself up as i say like actually it's been proven that music is really good therapy to release some because i've noticed that a lot of artists uh, they go through a lot of stress of course like on the road obviously but like when they the people who actually write their music a lot of times are going through a lot of drama in their lives so um it actually helps them release what's going on in the back of their mind and what's happening in the past and write down on paper and that's why people like it so much because it's so relatable and that's that's beautiful that you write something like that you're not oh, the only yeah, one that sure. feels like, alone um, you know everyone everyone feels alone these days and they, they need something like that to hear you know yeah, and I want I want to throw this thing because it's on topic. There, uh, my one song, it's like, it's you know that I, everybody seems to enjoy the most. It's called Rain. That was more. It, it it sounds like I'm talking to somebody whenever I say like, whenever I hope you listen to me, my dear. But like I'm talking to myself. Yeah. It it was just like a syn- a pseudonym or you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I, it was a way for me to cheer up because I was also going through another hard spot. Yeah. Right? And it does help. It, like you're saying, it is good therapy. It definitely helps me get through. 
So speaking of your music, like um, I noticed that because I remember I went to one of your shows. You have a distinct type of sound. So I was wondering what made you develop that exact style when it comes to your voice. To yeah. my voice, it took a while. I'll, I'll say that it took a while for me to find what they say, like my mm -hmm. voice. And uh, I, it it started with you know me listening to heavily. I was heavily influenced. I still am by the Beatles, uh, you know, influence. And I would subconsciously mimic them. I still kind of do sometimes. Like you can sometimes hear my words and my pronunciations do get a little yeah. British. Mm -hmm. But I would play with uh, this kid, Eli Scott. And it was, I, I'd say, like an exact moment whenever I discovered I could do something with my voice and was we were on my back porch and we were playing the song Atlantis and I just kind of instead of trying to mimic the artist and the way mm -hmm. they sounded I just went with it and uh from there I think I think my voice has been growing and I'm definitely coming a long way and I, I think there's still room to improve yeah know? I noticed that because I noticed you've been doing a bunch of covers on your Facebook page and I've been seeing like mm -hmm. you um improving uh day by day by day, and that's good as you say. Yeah. That's good as you said that because that's where a lot of people mess up because everyone has an influence to their own artists, and they have a habit of mm -hmm. mimicking them. And then after a while, it's like, okay, this is starting to be a thing. Maybe I should stay this way. But the bad thing about doing that is that at that time, that style is popular, but trends end. So when that type of style dies you just mess yourself up because then your style is going to die you know unless you find mm -hmm. a way to keep it going so that's good that you found originality you know so yeah that's good as you did that yeah i mean i'm too because i mean i i'm i'm thinking about it i might release just an old snippet yeah. of one of my old songs like i was saying off of that garage band app on my <laughs> ipad it, it's just to show how my vocals have definitely come a long way you know it'd be cool if like did you make a video of that song, or did you just make it on a GarageBand? I had only just did it on GarageBand okay. so far. I was going to say, like, you could have you did a before video, then after be like, yeah, this is how I sound now. That would have been, oh, yeah. been so cool. Because <laughs> I noticed this one dude, probably don't know, he's an underground artist named Kid Crusher. He did the same thing. It was his first, first song, and it was released in, like, 2012. And then he remade it in 2018 and okay. is like phenomenal. Cause in the first time, the first time he did it, all it was was just him singing in front of a, a, a white curtain. Yeah. yeah. And he made, he remade it and it, it's like a brand new state of the art music video because he's been gaining a lot of popularity and a fan base. And now he's got the income to take what he had in the past and remake it into how he sounds now. You know, because that's a common thing that a lot of people do. They always take their old music and remaster it and whatnot. So that sounds pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I might I might do something like that just without the yeah. video, like put out whenever I release a song, you know, and then put a little homage to the old version, you know. Quick question about, because I noticed that you play guitar. What would you say is the best guitar to practice first when you're starting out playing the guitar? Would you say the electric guitar is best to work with or the acoustic guitar is? This one's a tough one because I started on the acoustic, mm -hmm. but I will say if you 
play on the electric, the chords and might be a little easier other than like the movement of your fingers getting used yeah. to that. But the but the playing it might be a little easier because the strings are smaller and the fretboard tends to be a little bit, you know, thinner. So I think I think electric would probably be the e- like the easiest one to start learning. Yeah, on. I noticed that because like I started on on acoustic guitar too, but then like it's when you when you it's a good thing to start with that because then you won't have to worry about the amp and whatnot. But then like the pain in the yeah. butt is that um some of the, the the strings like you have to really really press hard on and it, mm-hmm. especially in the beginning it's like what the heck am I what the heck am I doing? But then when the electric guitar yeah, is like, right it's sound. so tiny and like it's so light and it's like easier. But then because of it, but then like it's the strings are like so close together, so it's sometimes hard to go from string to string to string. Whereas uh, acoustic yeah, is like more spread out, as far as I've noticed. So mm-hmm. as cool, I was just curious because I'm sure that like somebody out there is um, probably wondering that, and you you're the perfect guy to ask that question about. Yeah, thank you yeah, for no problem, asking. Man. Me, you know, I'm glad to answer. <laughs> so, what was it like growing up before the music came along? Growing up, I mean, like I said about the, my I my parents did get divorced. Oh. And, um, that was, that was rough at the time. Now I see it as a blessing, but I honestly, I can't say I had a bad growing up. Uh, my parents were nothing but good to me. They still are, you know? And, um, I, I had some rough patches, especially with school. I, I was, you know, I've, I've been kicked out and put in alternative schools and, um, but I've had my rough patches. I've I've overcome them. I used to I used to live in um, export, and there's there's it's not. I'm not saying it's a bad area, but there are a lot of people who use drugs there. And I started going down the wrong path, and I would I'd hang out with all these bad influential kids, and that's whenever I start smoking cigarettes at 12, which I don't recommend to anybody. But and I really thought my life was gonna not go anywhere and then I had um moved out here to Jeanette and I think I'm starting to get a better outlook on things you know I've, I've dropped all my stuff in the past that I've done I'm trying to take music and just things I do in general to be a better person you know to give back to people to um be a nicer person not be so hot-headed but um I, I grew up very well at the beginning, but, um, yeah. It's very uh, moving that you said something like that, because, like, a lot of people, when they're, even if they're raised in a good and you hang out with the wrong crowd, and once you hang, you become who you hang around with, you know? Exactly. So, that's... that's and it, it led me down the wrong yeah. path, but I'm glad that I've steered away from it, you know? That's good, because some people, they don't even think to do that way, because they become, like, so used to... Uh, that type of lifestyle that they don't want to get out of it. Like, I see a lot of people who grow up in that type of lifestyle and they just don't want to do better for themselves because people in the past worked so hard for us to be where we are right now. And to me, it's like mm-hmm. taking what they did in vain. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, I feel you on that 100%. Yeah. And so, like, we have, there's so much, especially when everything is like in the palm of our hands now, we have all this information. We're almost to the point that we will even. Not to down college. I'm not going to down college. But we're almost we're basically to the point that we can do anything we want with our life, but we have to put in the work. You know. 
Mm-hmm. And not a lot of people want to do yeah. that, you know. And it starts with that, you know. And you're 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 making you're taking some really good steps and getting out of that bad environment, starting to do better for yourselves, and finding this music to help you help others that went through what you went through, you know. Yeah, and if if I could throw this in too, I wrote I wrote a song called Dear Friend. Mm-hmm. Um, I got this was whenever I didn't write this back then, but I was placed in all in an alternative school, you know, for bad kids. Yeah. And I I made some friends and we and my friend group there was, you know, like my outlook, you know, we wanted to start doing better. We didn't want to live the the bad lives we were living. And uh, I I was it was me, um, Eli and this other kid, Dylan. We called him the lion because that's how his name was spelled. But um, he he ended up you know just going back down that mm-hmm. path and his you know the pills got too expensive and it, he went to heroin and you know me and Eli we lost him about I'd say it was what like two years ago it was in 2017 and wow. um yeah and I wrote a song called Dear Friend I put it on my EP and you know it was it was me talking you know talking to him and it, it's it's I'm glad to see I never went down that road whenever, like my parents have always said, I had that possibility. And I try to, I try to talk people, you know, tell people these things to show, you know, that it, it's, it's affecting everybody. Yeah. Everybody knows somebody that's been affected by drugs or alcohol. You yeah. know what I mean? It's no good. But, um, yeah, I just want to say that because that song to me has a lot of sentimental value. I can see that. That reminds me of like um, when Hobson made that uh, one song, um, "Old Friend." He it was saying basically the same thing. He had an old friend until uh, they were great up together, and they basically did music together until they were like in their teenage years. And he got involved in the heroin mm-hmm. and drugs and whatnot, and yeah. it killed him. And so uh, Hobson made a song about that, and it reminded Hobson's six. What's it's, it called? It's by Hobson, and it's one of his Ill Minds of Hobson series, but it's Ill Mind of Hobson 6. And so, like, he okay. released the Ill Mind of Hobson is basically, like, it used to be the first couple, like, the first four or four, it's just him being silly, but then five and on, it becomes, like, more deep and more motivational. More serious. And so, like, it goes from, like, helping kids to get out of their dark past and then one about him losing his friend and then one about him not being able to see his kid one about his own label kicking him out of his own label so he had to start all over so it's basically his way of venting you know yeah so yeah you should look that up yeah i will give that a yeah listen. man uh, that's that basically reminded me of you know that's really uh that's really cool to hear something like that you know yeah because i mean it affects everybody it's it's whether or not you knew somebody you see it on the news yeah. and you 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 think you know you feel these people had a life they could have what they could have done great with their life but this thing you know had to put it to a short end sadly yeah yeah so what's your favorite part about being on stage being on stage it is a it's just a thrill like i get an adrenaline rush every it it doesn't matter when who i'm performing in front of if it's family friends all that but it's it's i get I just get a good feeling, you know, I shake a lot. 
I, I will say that I do shake whenever I'm up on stage, no matter where I'm playing. But I, I just feel overall good. It's like a, it's like a natural high, yeah. you know. And that's that's my favorite part of being on stage. Well, I mean, also seeing everybody, you know, it's it's good. This like not in the aspect yeah. of being egotistical, but it is good to see people here listening to my music. You know what yeah. I mean? Because I think my music is it has a good outreach, like that, like messages in it, and I'm just trying to share that with as many people as I can. Is is and, it also true what they say about using fear to help you perform better? What do you like mean? A by lot that? of people say like whenever they're nervous on stage, they just wanna uh, they just wanna fall. But oftentimes I hear uh, I hear this all the time. Whenever you get that feeling of like you're shaking or you're really really scared use that to put that emotion in your song and instead of like making it overwhelm oh, you yeah. you know use it oh yeah for sure like um like i always get nervous but i feel like as the show goes on my voice and my playing of the instrument goes a little better you know but i use i i'd say i'd say i would that's definitely a thing what would you say is often difficult for you being an artist, but wish there was a solution for? My biggest would probably be doing covers because of that same thing I said before. Some A lot of the times when I'm trying to cover songs, yeah. I will mimic that voice and I can't help it. I just do like I'll have that British accent or British slang in my in my tone. And that's that's something I wish was easier on me because I think that's like I mean, I bet a lot of people have that same problem, but like, I definitely notice it with me a lot, and I I just try to improve on that. I heard. I remember when I was at the Kino Cafe, and I heard this one cat. He was saying he wishes he has a distinct sound, so it's hard for him to really sing the certain covers because like he has a distinct sound. Mm-hmm. But that's actually a good thing because if you that means that you can totally totally remake a song that's already out there and make it sound more like you. Like yeah, unique. exactly. And so, like, that's 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 good that you're catching yourself doing that, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's it's just, it gets rough sometimes, because especially with the Beatles, like, you know, I, I know every Beatles song, I know every <laughs> lyric, everybody makes fun of me. Like, not in a mean way, yeah, but, yeah. like, you know, because I am, like, a really big Beatles head. And I will always catch myself saying a word, how they would in Britain, in, in Britain, you know. What made you like the Beatles, and, by uh, the way? Oh, uh, it was it was that kid Eli Scott. He he got me into. Let's see, the first sixty song I ever heard. That well, I've heard some before, but like from my parents. But like that, I actually listened to and started getting into was Jefferson's Airplanes, White Rabbit, and from there, I went on and I I I had this free, like one of those music pirating apps on my Android phone. <laughs> And I and I came across the Beatles and I was like, hey, I know this song by them. Like, here comes the sun. And it was because I'd heard some of their songs as a child. Like first introduction to the Beatles was when I was real young in elementary school. Uh, their song Maxwell Silver Hammer. I um, off of Abbey Road. I had always seen the music video, like this little music video that someone made on YouTube. And me and my brother would listen yeah. to it. But it took me later on into life to actually get into them and like know who they were and start really getting into them. But I think their sound is what gets me because it's, it's 
it's like everybody says, you see them progress throughout the years. They change with the times. They change with what's going on in the world. You know what I mean? And I really like that. And I try to do that. Like with my music, I try to not be like, I'm not, I'm not obviously going to, you know, make one genre for a year and then wait another year. But I try to, do a variety of different styles right because like if you don't keep up then it's like you're just gonna end yourself because like that's what uh that's what yeah they call that selling out but it's not really selling up because it's you just stay who say the same type of style over and over it's yeah exactly and people it it becomes something that all right we already heard another song like this so what's what's new you know Mm -hmm. now some people can can pull that off very well but it is hard for a lot of people trying to get out there you know, who are sticking to one thing whenever you could. If you do a bunch of different things, you're, I mean, on a realistic outlook, you're you're reaching out to more right. people because you're, if you, you may have this song that sounds like this, but then you have this song that sounds like that. Some people might not like that song, but now you have other people from who like that genre listening and then people from other genres listening to that song, the other song, you know? Right. So I, I love variety of music. Um, I'm getting into, have you heard of a, uh, tame impala no they're like they're like a very psychedelic band like pop psychedelic but the lead singer he he sounds exactly like John. wow it's 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 wild and um i'm really into them so i'm like trying to make more psychedelic music now not psychedelic but more head music. wow that's crazy really moody too yeah so what do you consider is what do you consider the most magical instrument in the world, but it isn't made to be an instrument? Okay, this one's kind of funny. I was just thinking about this the other day. Um, I was I was in a, a little band uh, for a while, like that never left the garage. With uh, it was called Trash Bunny, but uh, this uh, I think you know Nevin Weller. He he was the drummer for the Professors. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he he was the drummer for that band, and we were all goofing off and we were up in my shed playing and we were, we took a little break and there's a punching bag because that where we were practicing was my um stepfather and brothers like gym where they work out and there's like a little living section in it and he walked over to the punching bags while we were all playing and he kept hitting the chains on the top with his sticks and he was making it sound so like it, it sounded really good with the music like he was banging the chains and it sounded really good so i will say that is the most magical instrument that's not an instrument a punching <laughs> the chains at least that's i've never heard that one before that's so cool yeah yeah he he made he made it sound beautiful he was just rattling on the chains and it was it was like we were like only nevin could think of that and make it sound like that and we were we were we were just all having a good time over that one but I was just thinking about that the other day. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So when it comes to your music, like, where can we uh, find your music on? On YouTube. I post to Facebook. I have one song on Spotify. Okay. And is that about it? I, I post, I don't post, like, full music on, but Instagram, yeah. you know. I post I post snippets of me playing stuff. But, um, yeah, and it would be, it'd just be under the days to come. D-A-Z-E. <laughs> Where did that name come from, by the way? It was before I was in this band with Eli Nevin and this other um, guy, Andrew. 
it was just me and Eli at first. And I was just trying to come up with a name. And I, I had like the influx. I had all these different other ones. And then I had the days. But the name the days was already taken and I didn't find this out for a little while. So everything we were putting out was labeled the days. And I found out whenever we tried to put a thing on Spotify, um, that there was already another artist with that. And it ended up putting our song on under his account. So I had to get in contact with them and, um, create a new one. But what I did was my email was already taken from the days. So when I made my email, I just thought in my head as a little clever slang, like the days to come. So I ended up taking my email name as my band name, like as my, I I, I wouldn't say band because I'm not in a band right now, but I do, I like a title. Yeah, know? that sounds so cool. <laughs> I was just curious because it sounds yeah. like an interesting name. All right, now it's time for some outside the box questions. All right, so if you can meet any musician in the past, who would it, who would it be other than the Beatles? Because I know you're going to say that. Donovan. Ah. Donovan was a, he was, he was like a Bob Dylan-esque type guy. But um, he, I love him. I love his music. And if I could meet someone, that would be the guy I'd meet. Nice. Yeah. So what type of today's trend do you find a bit redundant or a bit off? This one's a little, not like a fashion trend or anything like that. But I really, not to get political, but this is pretty biased. You know, I just hate how both everybody in the world is like, on both sides is getting hot-headed and heated over everything. You know what yeah. I mean? And I just, I think every, I think we all need to come together. And that's like, I think that would be a trend because like, a lot, you know, so many people are getting on this bandwagon of whether you like this person or whether you like this person. But at the end of the day, you know, we're all human. That's true, man. That's true. That's a good answer, by the way. This might be a little bit off, but how you heard, how do you feel about this Momo thing? I don't know if you heard about it. Momo. Momo yeah. Oh, I literally just saw this yesterday. I was watching yeah. a news article about like this kid who like was like going had to now have a therapist was going through severe stuff, and I think it's bad that they're tr- with the message that they're trying to put out there for kids because that's 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 it's borderline. Uh, what what would you call that? Like assisted suicide if people do kill themselves over that. Yeah, and. That's it's I I know it start it was originally because I, I just saw this but it was originally just an art piece mm-hmm. but people are taking too things, far to it to make it a whole different yeah a whole different thing than what it really is yeah and I, I mean I'll be honest those kind of things still scare me and I'm an I'm an adult like I'll look at that and I'll still feel a little creeped out because I, I'm a very big firm believer in like maybe not that stuff but like paranormal yeah I understand stuff, you know. I've had some things happen. Yeah, you know, like, stuff like that. I don't know who's... I'm surprised YouTube didn't find something like that because, like, that's going against YouTube's policy and whatnot. So there's... Mm-hmm. For, that's only been, like, a couple of days, but still, like, I, I kind of find that... Uh, I was at work today, and one of the workers' kids saw that on YouTube, and, like, she had to... Re- he, like, ran to his parent, like, he was dramatized by it. Like, yeah, I mean, that's what it's doing. It's it's traumatizing yeah. kids. And it's, it's basically and, made the aim for kids, too. And then what happens after you exactly. see Momo about the Peppa Pig thing? I saw that. Like, no. what in the, who in the world would, I don't even know who in the world would make something like this. Yeah, it's, it's, it's people, people are 
take like you said taking things way too far with their humor what they find mm-hmm. funny and apparently it's funny to traumatize children and i i don't think it is you know yeah i mean i can see why if it were like for like older people like they want to look at it as a yeah, like it's a creepy pasta or yeah. something, but not because you see that all the time in Robot Chicken. You know what I'm saying? And that's oh, so, yeah. But like for aiming for little kids, like especially if it's what makes it worse is that it's a little kid saying all that stuff too. The, the little rock. yeah, that they get a child. To that's do that. really messed up, man. That's mm-hmm. and to make people because what if actual actual kid actually does that? You know. To themselves like it's... oh yeah then whoever did that is i believe they're at full responsibility because you now have because i know a lot of like psychic things and people crazy for believing that saw this with with charles manson that's yeah case i could see he had a way of talking to people and convincing them to do something and a yeah. lot of these messages you know like stuff like that because i've seen things like this happen before they're encoded with like certain phrasing certain ways to say something you know so yeah. then that way it registers in your head a certain way right especially the children yeah. you know whose brains aren't to manipulate. developed they're still yeah. forming yeah you can't manipulate them like that <sighs> so messed up yeah so uh, so <laughs> what's your favorite place to go get some inspiration go get some inspiration i like I like to be, I mean, mainly in my room. That's where I'll normally stay, you know, look, whenever I'm trying to, like, songwrite or something like that. But I also, I like being outside, too. That's that's a good place for inspiration, in my opinion, being yeah. out in the nature. Like, I like to sit, you know, on my front porch yeah. and play. And uh, it's kind of funny. I a little story for that. I, um, I, I live right behind this... Um, it's called, the, it's the Elliott Factory. It's like a big, I, I, I'm not 100% sure what they do, but it's a factory. And the place where people take breaks is in my mm-hmm. front yard, pretty much. Like, because it's just right across, like, you know, maybe like 20 feet of woods. But you can see through because it's not thick. And I always, I'll be playing guitar out there in the summer. And these people start cheering and, and like people on break. And they'll, they'll be, like, yelling, requesting a song, or they'll be like, play that again, and it just makes me feel good. And I think that's a good inspiration, just being around other people, yeah, too. that's true. Because more people, it can help you, like, you know, a lot of people, it's mm-hmm. a lot of good energy, a lot of people gives you good energy, and with that good energy, it can help you get more motivated to write some oh, yeah. music, you know? Yeah. So, uh, Ash, before we go to the next question, I have to say this real quick. Um, anyone, we were talking about uh, this Momo thing uh couple you all heard us watch what your kids are watching on youtube because that thing is being going viral through almost a bunch of youtube videos so be careful what your kids watch on youtube because you never know what they'll be watching and how much it can really affect their minds so be in a lookout for this momo thing and keep them safe from something like that you know it's kind of hard to keep your kids safe from the internet but just keep the lookout for something like that and don't take that lightly. Okay, I'll turn to the next question. What's your favorite place to get some mad food? Okay. This is gonna sound like a stereotypical <laughs> American. But I McDonald's. It. It, it, <laughs> yep. McDonald's, you know what? I have I have a meal plan. It's my three dollar meal plan. I I will go in, I will buy two McChickens, and I will get a large Dude, you sound like me. <laughs> 
every every day because I, I work out in North Huntington. There's a McDonald's right uh, next to this home plan that I work in. So at lunch, I just take my five-minute drive, go spend $3, and I'm, I'm completely satisfied. Oh, uh, I love how they knew this dude this new thing now. Like, it's like, I know, it's like this any size, any size drink now. Oh, yeah, yeah. for a dollar. It's great. And, like, they've been running that special for, like, a year and a half now. So, like, I'm, I'm buying it up. I will never buy a small or a medium because it's the same price exactly. as a large. And you know what I think is the biggest thing they've ever done is all-day breakfast. All day breakfast. That is a good thing. I wish I'd, I wish I'd start all day lunch. <laughs> that would be decent. Cause that, I mean, I love I love those McChickens. I will say that is my favorite. Yeah, me too, my meal guy. Me too. Oh my god, it's like the perfect spice and then the per the mayo and all that. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Oh. Now I want a McChicken. I know. Oh crap! I gotta go. Th- no, I, oh, I gotta same. go to the gym after this. And I no, you gotta get a McChicken. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so. Actually, you were actually talking about this. So, um, how do you feel about the surplus supernatural? Like, what what story have you heard that's really got you thinking? Oh my gosh, is the supernatural really real? I've I've heard some things like from my my buddies who have like, I mean, some, the one has sleep paralysis, so he's told me some crazy oh, things. Oh yeah, but I've heard I've heard some stories from people like out stuff like that and it's it's wild and like i mean you can't 100 percent believe people but then when things happen to you it gets a little weird because then you're like you you get a little more less skeptical like oh well maybe these people aren't bsing like the one time i was i was just laying in bed playing xbox and my i had an axe can and it was like halfway you know on the desk not like sitting on the edge or anything like that. And I'm sitting there playing the Xbox and the thing just kind of like goes right off the desk. That, that to me freaked me out. I don't know wow. that I, cause I'm not like, like I'm a very big skeptic mm-hmm. on things. So like, I'm not a hundred percent belief in yeah. anything. I'm 50, 50, but that I, I can't explain that. And it freaks me out a little bit. Right. And so yeah. like also speaking on that topic, like a lot of people think that you should, dabble with the it's okay to dabble with supernatural stuff but even if you don't believe in it like ouija boards and whatnot even if you don't believe in it and you want to find it don't even if you don't believe in it if you don't believe in it why do you why do you why are you messing with it in the first place you know exactly i i've i've played with a ouija board but that stuff is creepy and in the in the in, it kind of like that like that little thing you were saying for the parents to watch out watch out for that stuff too because they sell that at kids that's stores. true that's true that, oh my gosh that is wild that that blew my mind because i got mine from toys oh, R what yeah oh my god man yeah and and, and i i'm like i said i'm a i'm, I'm not 100 percent belief in anything but i do believe those things can unlock higher energy yeah. and that's that to me shouldn't be sold at a kid yeah place. exactly I I I would see if that was like in Hot Topic or Spencer's or, or some crap like that. Mm-hmm. But I oh yeah, I'm just I, I, I'm higher. surprised because I remember I saw one at five and below, and I was shocked. But then you're talking about Toys R Us, freaking children's yeah. store. He's, oh my god, yeah, that that was wild to me too. <laughs> and like like thinking back on it now, it's wild. But like back then, I was like, oh, I just got it at the store, you know. Like, but now thinking, I'm like that that store is geared towards children. Oh my god, man. That's great. Everyone, that's the thing. Like, it's all about 
making the buck anymore, especially when it comes to that stuff. But that's mm-hmm. not something to play with if you want to call the beyond and talk to the land and the beyond. How about let a professional do stuff? But there's some people who are actually professional and stuff like that. Don't don't play it. Yeah. Like yeah. Hey, thank you. Yeah. Mediums. Don't be freaking. Hey, guys, let's have fun and do this. Like, come on. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You, you can't, you, there's, there's no fun in releasing a higher energy beyond us. Right. It, I mean, unless, like, unless, like, like, in these cases of the medians, they, uh, uh, like, you know, apparently they can reach, you know, loved ones, stuff Yeah, because like they know what they're doing. They've been but, doing it for you. But they know what they're doing. Exactly. They're not someone just jumping into it because they're a disbeliever or want to just talk to someone. Because, you know, it, like, if, if it is real... You don't know who you're talking to. That that person could literally say, yeah, I am your grandmother. You know, I'm watching over you. But that could be a spirit or a demon. It's true. Mm Mm-hmm. That's, but that's, that, that's something. Yeah, it gets me too, my guy. It gets me too, man. I'm heavily, I'm heavily in belief on stuff like that. But I just believe that it's going to be open-minded to lots of things. Because it's, it's kind of cool what's out there these days, you know. Even if it isn't supernatural, Mm -hmm. there's all these different like how the pyramids were made or like, which doesn't make no freaking sense because how the technology they made during that time was amazing or like what's going to happen in the future or if telekinesis still is actually exists, do they actually have a cure for cancer? But the medics are trying to hide from us just so they can make more money. And because when we, if they have healthy patients and they, they're not going to make money, there's, uh, conspiracy theories. Me and you need to talk some time on this <laughs> stuff. This is this is all my favorite interests and what I dive into. I'm a big yeah. Me too, theorist. man. Me too. I love conspiracy theories. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, uh, yeah, <laughs> we're coming to the end of this podcast now. But I have actually one last question before we go. When it comes to being different or choosing a career path that's unique from everyone else, um, it's kind of hard for some people to make take that step to be different or to take that chance to go what they feel is right for them. Uh, what would you say to that person who's going through that to help them follow what they believe is right or to follow their dreams, you know? For to follow your dreams, I would say it's going to sound like repetitive, like, you know, what anybody else would say, but like, you, you can't give up. You have to just keep going. Like, especially if you're not, if you're, you're pulling in, you have to look at it this way too if you're pulling in one or two views you have one or two people that are listening to you that took the time out of their day to listen to something you made or an art piece that you made something like that and you can't you can't think well only only one person's listening to me you got to think wow someone took their time out to do something like that and you just got to keep going and, and things will progress i believe if you stick with your dreams and you keep you know pushing for it and that's that's what I do. I'll I'll never stop my passion, and I don't think anybody should, you know. Yeah, man, I totally believe in that. But yeah, I thank you so much for telling us about your story and for being here, man. It's been really fun talking to you. Well, yeah, we need to get together no about problem, these uh, conspiracy theories. Like, I can go deeper on oh, this. For sure. About time we if we if we for talk sure. more on this, this this podcast will go for like two hours. So, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but um. Thank you all so much for supporting this podcast and for listening. And always remember to be unique. This is Fernando signing off until we hit our next story. But before I go, I just got one last question for all of you who are fighting for your dreams. What's your story?